0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to Citywide Blackout, your home for music, movies and more. I'm your host, Max Bowen, and joining me now to talk about his brand new project, Only Child is On The Line. Welcome to the show, man, it's great to have you here. Hi, thank you, thank you for having me. Okay, so there's a lot to like dive into here. Uh, This of course is your new, is, is your very new project, folks. Probably know you best from the band, All Eyes On Me. But I want to start by asking just kind of what led you to do this like new endeavor.
1: Mostly, it was um I don't know if it was like I would say born out of necessity, but um, it came from just I had a lot of songs that I had written, um some of which felt like more appropriate um for a band, some of which were more uh personal to myself. um you know, being in a band is great, obviously, it's so it's amazing to uh have collaborators and people to show. And many of the collaborators are the same. Um, I'm in a band with um, my two really good friends, Susanna Nickerson, or Susanna Barron, sorry, and um, Mary Lee Desmond. And Mary also made the only child music video uh, with me. So the collaborators are the same. I still work with a lot of the same people. Um, It's just kind of like one more avenue to uh, put songs out under.
0: Very cool. Would you say the sound is very different? Cause I haven't heard all eyes on me before.
1: Yes. And no. Um, I think that it, uh, it the songwriting kind of stays the same. I would say all eyes on me because we're really like a vocal band. There's three vocalists in the band. We work a lot on our harmonies and our, um, you know, our vocal arrangements, that's definitely something I brought to the project. Like there's always a lot of voices in my songs um, and vocal arrangements and harmonies and stuff like that. Um, I guess like the difference is it's mostly me singing (laughs) as opposed to three people (laughs) uh, in, in the same way. So. Yeah. What
0: would you say is different about the creative process? You know, like this is like just you basically. Right.
1: I think that the, um, the way I, I write songs, um it is a little different um, for Only Child. I'll I'll say like over time and and just like through, you know, I always use kind of songwriting as like an introspective type uh process to, you know, kind of check in with myself, maybe kind of talk about the things that I wouldn't normally talk about on like, you know, Maybe not necessarily publicly, but just kind of um, maybe if like, you know, I would say like there's things I I I don't want to say to people, I, I will write a song about it as opposed to that. So I think that through the lens of uh, and that's like been kind of just how I've always written songs. I've always written songs with this eye on personal relationships, uh, whether they are, you know, positive or negative or, or complicated, or um, I feel like there's just always something to unpack. And that can lend itself to like this kind of like heightened sense of, I would say like emotion or melodrama um, in some way. And I wanted to do something that was like a little bit more fun in regards to songwriting. Like I didn't necessarily feel like there was a lot of fun in all my songs. Um, and that really does like, I feel like reflect more of who like I am as a person. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of silly. I, I have, um, you know, I really like enjoy looking at things, even when they're sad or, or even when they're serious through a, Um, with, like, the lens of humor. Like, I think almost everything is funny. Um, So (laughs) I I feel like that was something that was more, just, like, kind of more of the entry point for me of this project, was looking at things with, or or maybe not taking them as seriously, although the title of my EP is called Serious One. So that's kind of... (laughs)
0: It sounds like a bit of like a a contradiction there though, right?
1: Yeah, but that's, that's okay. That's, that's what, that's what I like to work with usually. Hmm.
0: You mentioned earlier about how music is a way of like checking in with yourself. Do you feel like you've been able to kind of grow a lot as a person kind of be through like the, uh, through uh, the songwriting process?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like I think it helps me articulate myself and my emotions um, in a way that I um, I, I wasn't, again, I think maybe like, I wasn't always comfortable doing so, like I'm I'm pretty introverted. And I would, I found that like, you know, when I, as I started getting older and navigating, like I said, like different, like interpersonal relationships that I, I felt a little like, I guess I would say like stunted at times. Um, and so when I tried to deal with these emotions, I I felt like I needed an outlet to express myself that was not like available to me um, uh, unless I wrote wrote it down or I wrote a song about it. So um, that's definitely helped me grow, I think, and and sort of be able to express myself a little bit more because I do have some of the words and the language um, written out or practiced expressing. I don't know. I got you. I got you. I imagine
0: there are other artists out there that you count among your personal friends are the people that you can like bounce ideas off of when it comes to songs.
1: Yeah. So like I said, you know, um, even though I'm putting out music like by myself and playing the songs by myself, uh, the collaborators really haven't changed. Um, so I still show, um, my all eyes bandmates a lot of my music before I would put it out there. We still like play, you know, I, I, at one point, when I would, there would be times when I would like be practicing with them, and we'd like play like four songs, take a break, and then I'd play four songs for them that were like my own songs or just songs I hadn't, uh, you know, played or practiced yet. Uh, and I do love showing them, you know, just like what I've been working on. Um, so those are, you know, like I said, um, Mary Lee Desmond. Uh, Susanna Barron my good friend and then also our really good friend uh, Casey Desmond who produced uh, some, uh, some songs for All Eyes and that kind of led me to um working with her for this EP so I also send a lot of my songs and song ideas to her and you know we send stuff back and forth sometimes um Cause I'm a big fan of her music so. uh,
0: and who, and really who isn't, I mean like Casey yeah. Desmond, <laughs> I think it's kind of hard to find someone in the Boston scene who doesn't know who she is. How the two of
1: you meet though. Um, so we went to high school together. Um, actually all of these people, um, that I've talked about are my friends from a very young age. They're people I went to high school with. So yeah, I, I, um, we're all from Weymouth, Massachusetts, which is on the south shore of Boston. Um, so we went to Weymouth High. I know I met Casey and Sue when I was a sophomore in high school. Um, so, you know, uh, we, had some, we had some classes together um, and we just became friends. And, you know, we've really grown up together and are still really close, which is like really amazing, actually, because I don't know, a, a lot of people you know, don't always, you don't always stay in touch with people you were friends with from such a young age. And it's really kind of unique. I, I feel like to our friend group, they um, are all really close.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, what's it like working with Casey as the producer for your music?
1: Uh, it's wonderful. Honestly. Um, I feel like making the type of music that I made, I always made, I, I always had friends that, um that were like amazing musicians and amazing um collaborators and producers and and stuff like that or knew how to record in ways that I didn't um when you know I was first starting out but they didn't necessarily share the same like sensibilities in terms of like songwriting or uh influences and so i think that especially when i was starting out I would I'd produce or I'd, I'd make a song with somebody and it would be like however I wrote the song would be how we'd record it right and then um which is pretty standard and I've always felt like I've known um how I want my songs to sound like but I don't always necessarily know or you know over time I learned how to make those things happen for myself um But Casey, what's different about working with Casey is she really has a perspective on the songs um, that is informed by this, like, again, like a pop sensibility, which is, you know, definitely the wheelhouse that I'm working in uh, with my songs. And so she'll, you know, say things like, oh, this chorus is amazing. You need to, like, have it two more times and like extend, you know, things that I wouldn't necessarily, you know, my songs can be pretty succinct. Um, And I don't always like to repeat myself, but she'll just be like, this part is so good. Why wouldn't you want to repeat it way more times? And so (laughs) that um, was really great for me. Or like, you know, when we were working on Don't Call Me Baby, um, she was like, oh, these... You know, this, like, idea of of the phone mo- motif, the calling. So I actually, like, called and left her voicemails um, on our phones, and uh, she used that as the, in the song. Like, there are tracks of me that actually come from a real voicemail. I, like, left her just sort of these, like, overwrought messages, and she chopped them up and put them into the song, Um So, like, ideas like that are really fun to me and um, make the song so much more um, three-dimensional in terms of the concept and the execution. So working with someone like that who has, um, you know, like a perspective on songwriting, uh, as well as, like, know how to uh, make me sound how I want to, you know release the song is is amazing to me so
0: oh yeah and i feel like she would also be a lot more honest with you than someone that you just like didn't know
1: yeah definitely i'm trying i'm i'm thinking back there was actually this time when we were working i think it was like on an all Eyes song and i was like contribute you know we I think I was doing like some vocals or something and it wasn't a song that I had written. It was a song that Mary had written. And I was trying to do a few things, I think vocally. And she just was like, this is not working. (laughs) I was like, okay. And then I tried something new, like more of like a call and response, which is very much like the all eyes type thing. And she was like, that's what we need. And I was like, all right, perfect. So um, yes, we, we don't, pull punches with each other. Um, but she's also really supportive. So I feel really comfortable trying things out and sending her ideas and everything like that. So, mm. Plus the
0: experience that she kind of brings to bear, I think, on any musical project, coupled with the fact that she's going to be that honest with you, I don't think there's anything to kind of regret with the final project.
1: No, I, I'm really, really super proud of the EP we made together. I think the song Sound amazing it's always like really like a treat for me to like hear what she comes up with and sort of like some of the things that that she'll uh sort of bring out in my own songs that um yeah so it's like it's like a whole hearing the song a whole new way or for like a first time so certainly yeah is an amazing experience and I'm really uh like I said I'm really proud of the songs that we put out so Um, I'm sorry that we haven't put out yet the song we put out and the, the, the songs that are yet to be released.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Um, let's talk about that first song. Don't call me baby. This was released back in late August and I really, really love the sound of it. It was so just like vibrant and alive, but subject wise, this one is really personal. I, I, I can, I can definitely tell this one's all about realizing someone that you've been, that you've been really like focused on just isn't all that great. Any personal experience that kind of ties into
1: this? Oh yeah, so many. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: I'll just you know settle in here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think just like ab- obsession in general is is a thing that is comes up really frequently in my songs. Um, personally, like I said, and you know, it's not always uh, like you know, it's not all it's rarely positive i guess i'll say i'll put it that way um you know to be too obsess over someone uh and i think that yeah it it it's just kind of like something and it's also like truthfully like not always appropriate right like so uh like it's not a good thing it's not a, that's why like i said it's it tends to work better in like a song form than it does in real life so I read a quote once from a a singer that I really liked that said, like, you know, the perfect place to, or the perfect, like, emotional place to write a pop album from is, like, when you're in love with someone that doesn't love you back. And um, so I think that that is okay. And, like, I think, again, in real life, like, you have to accept that and move on. Like, it's not cool to <laughs> obsess over someone that isn't doesn't like you back or whatever but um it it does seem to lend itself for for songwriting so you get it out that way and then that way you're not like a creep or a stalker right so (laughs) uh that's kind of you know what what's worked for me um and i don't uh stalk people anymore no i'm kidding
0: um (laughs) that that's really good to hear actually it's a really like positive development i think
1: Yes. So that's, um, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. It's that's super creepy.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But the thing is, we've all been there. I think we've all had that person or persons in my case, where we have just been really focused on them because we want something to happen. But from their perspective, it's just never going to happen. And it's tough to, it's tough to kind of realize that too.
1: Yeah. Um, that definitely. And I think that, um, the more it's happened uh, to me, you know, the quicker I've been able to get over it, um, which is good. And then I think, like I said, in kind of like bringing it back to the song is like, you realize like at one point it's like, it's more of like the obsession talking than it is the real life experience. Cause like, it's like, what do you want from that person uh, that they're not you know, whatever willing to give you. And then if you get it, which, you know, has happened in my life, you're like, oh, this is totally different than what I imagined. Um, This is not like the experience I was like romanticizing in my head or obsessing over. So like, because we live in, a, in the real world and we live in real life. And <laughs> uh, that's, again, you know, your expectations don't always pan out how you want them to, and that's okay. But, you know, I think songwriting is a place where those, you know, romanticizations can stay that way and they can be a little bit of that fantasy come to life um, in the song, uh, you know, or, or see it pan out in the song. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think that that's kind of like where uh, Don't Call Me Baby lives. It's more of like this, like, wake up <laughs> uh, and don't call me baby, if you're going to betray me, to quote the song. Um,
0: nice, yeah. nice. How about the sound? Uh, do you think this sound is going to be like the only child sound, or are you still kind of working that one out?
1: Um, That, yeah, I... That's really that's like tough to say. I feel like I um I wanted to put these group of songs together in this first EP because they do have a lot of like similarities in terms of like sonics. Um but I don't know that that's always going to be the song the sound rather that my songs will sound like as only child. Um you know, I think that like bare bones wise, yes. Um, you know, I I use the same tools to write songs still. I think that the th- the things that I'm working on now in terms of songwriting and, and sort of recording, which is like in still in very early stages, are a little bit more like organic sounding. Um, but I've always appreciated the like the mix between the two. Like I I write most of my songs, especially, you know, when you're working solo artists, like, you know, like in the box, like on, you know, a digital audio workstation. So um, that lends itself to a certain, you know, type of sound. And then when you, you know, things shift a little bit, the, the more you collaborate with people. Um, but I think that, you know, My voice is my voice. I think that, you know, that's still going to be a forefront of a lot of the only child songs. Um, And that's something like I've worked on for a long time to get to sound how I want it to sound. So that is going to kind of stay the same. And, you know, these sort of like, like I said, these like wistful romantic feelings are always a part of the songs and um, yes and no, I guess would be the answer to that (laughs) question.
0: I want to ask about your uh about your vocals because you have a great singing voice. Uh are you all self-taught? Oh, thank you.
1: Uh yes, I am. Um, uh, so I um it's it's funny like I, I think that pro- probably like one of the the hallmarks I guess of Only Child. Like when I first started singing and writing songs, um I would uh like I said, I would record myself singing a lot. I would record my demos, whether they were just like me in an acoustic guitar or then over time, like, you know, more involved in terms of like demos. And that is like, if you want to sing, that's definitely like the best advice I would give is just to record yourself singing and see what sounds good and see what doesn't. Um, And for this project, what really kind of... um, I think changed my vocals or changed my voice more from what I was doing. Cause I, when I first sang, started, uh, even when I sang like in a band, um, I always sang very quietly. Um, I would all, yeah. So I always, um, I used to really struggle to sing like over a drummer and over, um, you know, the rest of the musicians in a band. and then actually at, at some point i i actually started like singing karaoke more <laughs> um and that really changed my voice and really opened up like a new way of singing that was so much more powerful honestly um live so i think just like singing songs that um you know, I wouldn't have normally sing because I didn't write them, right? Um, Was like a really interesting way for me to expand as a vocalist. And it really opened up my voice and where I was able to find like a much more like powerful presence. And whether that was like, because I wasn't focusing on singing and playing at the same time and I was able to project my voice more or just you know, learning, like, again, just even things like which key my voice sounded better singing in um, musically, I I really was able to find, like, so much more range, so much more of, like, an opening up uh, to my voice, and that is more the voice now that I sing in when I play live or when I um, write songs, and it's it's, you know, changed a lot of things for me for the better, I think it is
0: hard to picture you as being quiet because you're, because your personality comes through a lot in the music and in the video too. And the one, one of the things that I definitely thought is this guy must be like a fun person to hang out with because you're so expressive.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah, I think that that's something I've, I've worked on a lot for this project. And I think, like I said, I'm, I hope it comes through. Like I want it to sound really fun and really bubbly, yeah but um I think that that's also you know a little I, I don't know like I don't want to say it's like a persona but um it is definitely um it's definitely only like one part of part of me um because like I said I am um pretty introverted i I like you know I really like to read and do quiet things at home for the most part um you know like this, uh, um, this weekend, you know, is just I have no plans and I'm not hanging out with anyone, and I'm like, this is great, this is amazing. Like, I just, you know, I um, I I have, you know, like I said, I obviously have very close friends and friendships and and things that I I find very helpful, but I also, you know, um, I need I need some downtime, and that's where a lot of this, you know, work for this project will also get done. So, um both things are important.
0: Oh, definitely. Definitely. But I want to talk about karaoke because you brought that up and I feel yeah. like we have to dive into this. What okay. do you, what do you like to sing when you're doing karaoke?
1: I'm a huge Fleetwood Mac fan. I'm a huge um I love so my go-to song like when I don't know what to sing um is is Gypsy the Fleetwood Mac song. And that is, I, I actually cover that in shows. I've made a cover of it, uh, like in the only child style that I play in because I just love to sing it so much. And it, I feel like I've like been able to like make it my own. Like it doesn't sound the same. So I love any of those songs, honestly. Um, uh, you know, (laughs) from, that's not from the rumors era. Um, I think it's Tango in the Night, uh, Gypsy. But uh, I love any of those songs, um, you know, Dreams, um, Silver Springs, um, Angel. Uh, So any of those like Stevie songs are kind of like my comfort level. Um, I love to sing like the B-52s and yeah, just like kind of like any of those like 80s, 90s hits are, are big you know, they, you you have to go with, like, the populist hits. Like, in karaoke, you can't, you know, sing, like, the B-sides. You have to, like, really go for the uh, the songs that people, like,
0: recognize. Because, which, which I think is kind of a shame because, you know, just because it wasn't their biggest hit doesn't mean it's not a good song. But you're right. It's always, like, the one or two things that they're just known for. And everything else, nope, not going to be for, like – So, for, like, the B-52s is probably, like, Love Shack and Rock Lobster. But – they did other things.
1: Oh yeah. So my favorite B52 song I think is Rome. Um, so that's yeah another. It's like their car commercial song or whatever. I feel like I've. Seen oh yeah. It. Oh
0: my god. Yeah. I've heard that one a million times.
1: Yeah. That's gonna be um,
0: that's gonna be um, uh, stuck in my head all day now.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> but that's the thing. You gotta do those songs. Um, like it's just not the the I don't know. I mean obviously you can, I've definitely sang like more obscure songs in karaoke that I, I live or like within walking distance of a a karaoke bar, the bar that does song. Well, they do karaoke. It's not a karaoke bar. It's like a little like hole in the wall, Irish bar, but they do karaoke three nights a week. So I would go there and kind of not like practice, but, but the good thing about it is I feel like I can sing any song that I want to there. Um, and not like be afraid of not sounding good. So, (laughs) um, I can sing, you know, whatever. And like, so sometimes I'm definitely not in the mood to sing whatever, you know, a more, um, I'll, I'll sing like some obscure, like Joni Mitchell songs or whatever, but, But generally, like karaoke, I have like my go to ones that I I know I can kind of crush. So (laughs) Uh.
0: and isn't like the formula for karaoke, the drunker er everyone is, the better you sound.
1: I think so. I think that that is. um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's definitely the the. The vibe, the karaoke bar that I go to, it, it is really unique. There's definitely like, a, you know, it's like little homegrown crowd that shows up, and everyone's there to sing and do their song. And so, like, again, you can like turn heads and get people to like interact with you, but also like everyone is there to like just do their thing. So, you know, they they kind of have their own goals, which is fine Is great. So. Yeah.
0: One thing I would like to see more of is karaoke rap bars that could catch mm. on.
1: I think so. Yeah, definitely. Um, def- There are people um that, that do, you know, that do rap songs. I think that, I mean, like when I say to like, it has its own homegrown crowd. Like it literally like runs the gamut of like, there are people who will do. And I think also it's like the karaoke DJ. Like he is kind of like a wizard and does like, he basically can, like, put on almost any song, which is great. Um, not every, like, places like that. Like, there's no book. There's no whatever. Um, but people will do, like, metal songs. And um, I'll say, yeah. It, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a snub. Like, it's not, like, cool. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> will we'll do anything. And, uh, you know, like, but, but that's what makes it so fun is that, it just people get to sing the songs that they love and mm. that so.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Let's now talk about the music video. This one was, uh, this one was uh, directed by Mary Lee Desmond at the magic room in Brighton, which uh, everyone in Boston knows that place. Um, mm-hmm. The visuals for this thing were so cool, whether it was like the props or the outfits, how did you go about creating this kind of look for the video?
1: Well, well thank you. Yes, cuz we we worked really hard and we had like lots of conversations about how uh we wanted the video to look. Um so basically, you know, Mary and I traded uh like kind of ideas on like a pinterest board for the video for like several months um when we just found like visuals that we liked we'd post them on there um and then we went about like creating the looks um together uh a lot of the props were handmade by um by her um i'm not definitely as like crafty uh i you know i chose most of the outfits myself um for myself and like the the band members um and then i think most of the clothes were um were marys um that we had them wear um and yeah i i just really um uh like part of it was necessity like we had the um i wanted it to be this like very kind of um bright like cotton candy uh, kind of palette um which I think you know is something we've talked about before and and so we had she did have those like um the like backdrops that we used in the video for like the the so we so matching things to that was like a part of the process um you know we have like the sky blue and the the kind of like the pinkish uh reddish backdrop so um kind of starting from there and, and working backwards was how we really like established it. But um, you know, uh we both went like goodwill shopping and picked up a lot of like old like vintage telephones that um you know were were like at Goodwill and stuff like that. Uh, so we, you know, again just kind of like to make that phone aesthetic, um, a part of the, you know, just like the DNA of the video. So a lot of collaboration, a lot of talking through it. And, and that was something I felt like, yeah, I, um, worked with this, colla- like worked so well with this collaborator is that we did have, we had a lot of discussion about it. Um, but we also like worked had worked so well intuitively with each other before that it was, um, it kind of was natural in some ways.
2: Mm,
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, It has a very natural feel to it because everything like going on there, you, the bands you worked with, um, everyone just seems like you're having fun. It does not seem like you're performing. You're just kind of doing things you would normally do.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, my, my best friends are in the video. So like, just like my, again, people from my friend group, um, were, were like the, the background acts, actors, um, my friend, Allison, my, um, roommate, uh, Katie was our drummer and our other really good friend, Kara, who we've all been friends with for, um, decades. So, (laughs) uh, that, that was just, that made everything so much more comfortable. Like it didn't feel like um, we were like working. It just was, um, you know, we shot the video over a long weekend. So it wasn't a ton of time. Um, We did, like I said, we, Mary and I had done a decent amount of prep work, you know, planning out the video and planning the shots and planning everything. And then um, we did, like two days with everybody. And then I think it was actually Columbus day weekend or indigenous people's day weekend, which is where we are right now, uh, recording this. So I think that we did the three days and then it was like, uh, two days with everyone. And then one day with just me. And then, um, that was like how we got everything done, but it was so fun. It just was like this really fun experience. Um, to do the video, everyone was so comfortable around each other. We just, you know, vibed out. I mean, I, I, you know, it was like, kind of like a big sleepover party. <laughs> like we just slept over, would get to work the next day, work throughout the day, you know, shooting, and then um, hang out and have dinner and then start again the next day. So it was very, very fun no like drama no crazy stories or anything like that no disagreements for the most part so it was it was great and i and i think that that like the the kind of like atmosphere of our friendship and um the relationship really uh shown through in the video so
0: definitely Definitely. All right. All right. Well, Christopher, uh, certainly a lot to come. Uh, you've got, uh, the EP series one set to release later this fall, but in the meantime, will we see more singles and music videos to come?
1: I I think so. Um, definitely some live videos that are, are working on and another, um, single. I hopefully, um, will be putting out, uh, at the end of this month. Um, or, uh, you know, maybe in about like a month's time. So at this time in November, there'll be a new single um, on its way. Um,
0: Cool, cool. All right. All right. Well, uh, Christopher, really cool talking to you. Uh, I love the new single. The music video is so very cool. Folks, if you haven't already, check it out. But where do people go to learn more about you and check out the work?
1: Um, Yeah, so uh, you can follow me on um, Instagram. Um, only child music, um, let me just double check only underscore child underscore music. Um, and then, you know, that has like a lot of the links that you can check me out on. Um, Twitter is, uh, kind of a, a play on my name. So it's Owen Lee child, um, which actually means only child, <laughs> uh, but it's Owen, like the name, Lee child um, on Twitter. Um, and yeah, those are the two Instagram and Twitter are probably the best places to interact with me.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for talking to me and, uh, and, and I'm definitely looking forward to talking again about the album to come.
1: Great. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Hey, this is singer songwriter and mental health advocate, Stephanie Mathias. Be sure to check out my single hero side available on all platforms now and listen to citywide blackout.
2: Your home for the best indie artists.
0: And that brings this episode to a close. Big thanks to Only Child for joining me. I gotta say, I am loving the new single, Don't Call Me Baby, and I cannot wait for the new EP, Serious One, coming out later this fall. You can follow the show on Facebook under Citywide Blackout and Twitter and Instagram under Citywide Max. Get to me at citywidemax at yahoo.com and check the show out wherever you find your favorite podcasts as well as every Saturday at 10 p.m. on Boston Free Radio. To close things out, enjoy the new single, and definitely get the EP when it drops later this fall. That's all for now, and I'll see you next time.
2: you go home, uh, uh, um. take it slow, take me home and don't. This love won't last until we're old, my baby. Don't call me, don't call me, don't call me, baby. You're just gonna betray me. Don't call me, don't call me, don't call me, baby. Don't call.